I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. So I'll tell you what keeps cropping up a lot, and there's a lot of confusion still. We see people always asking questions, and I see nonsense on the Internet, and people inadvertently uh, possibly ending up in serious trouble. And that is, what is an assault firearm? under New Jersey law. Now, some folks like to talk about assault farm and they'll just talk about the so-called offending features. And they'll say, oh, that gun's compliant, that gun's not, and blah, blah, blah. And they'll just, but that's barely touching the surface. So what I want to do today is take time to fully explain to the best of my knowledge, which is fairly extensive, uh, what the definition of assault firearm is in New Jersey. And the reason I say it's fairly extensive is I've been part of battling the ban on modern sporting rifles since it was uh, first proposed in the late 1980s, believe it or not. It didn't pass in New Jersey until May of 1990. That's right, folks. We've been living with this piece of crap law for 34 years, almost. It's just outrageous, and it's done zero zip nothing about actual crime, but it sure has harmed untold numbers of law-abiding citizens that have got trapped in New Jersey's bizarro matrix of what is an assault firearm under New Jersey law. So I don't want any of you to have that problem. And I want to explain the definition of assault firearm. So I'm calling it an assault firearm only because that is actually the legal term for it, that New Jersey in its statutes calls these guns that are defined by the definition found under New Jersey law. Now, this definition of assault firearm is one of the absolute worst criminal definitions of anything found in criminal law. I'm not just saying that because I hate this law. But it's the truth. This law is essentially incomprehensible, and it is an absurdity beyond being useless. But as a New Jersey gun owner, you don't want to fall into the trap, and I don't want you to fall into the trap. So let's talk about exactly how and what is a so-called assault firearm under New Jersey law. Now, the definition of assault firearm is found under New Jersey statutes NJS 2C 39-1W. And it is a very complex five-part definition that was written by a bunch of imbeciles, frankly. And... The very first part 
of the definition is a laundry list of about 67 named firearms, okay? And these named firearms include firearms that some don't even exist, by the way. We don't even know where they got these names. Like, you can't even find an example of some of them. And it is just a jumble of make models and descriptions. And it is something that requires a very technical knowledge of each of these guns as we proceed further into the definition. So, what are the guns on the list to begin with? Well, there's the Algemec AGM1 type. I bet most of you have never even seen an Algemec, okay? But it's on the list. Any shotgun with a revolving cylinder, such as a Street Sweeper or a Striker 12. Now, Street Sweeper and Striker 12 are NFA under federal law. They are considered destructive devices under the National Firearms Act, and they were declared such when the Treasury Secretary Lloyd Benson, in a propaganda move to pass the federal assault firearm ban, decided to do one of those ATF special deals where they make something that's been legal, illegal, and declaring a 12-gauge shotgun, which is really all these guns are, to be a destructive device, and therefore requiring NFA registration and they had an open period of registration for a number of years where you could register it as a DD for free. But that still didn't clear you for Jersey because Jersey had it separately prohibited as a named assault firearm. Then there's the Armalite AR-180 type. Suddenly we're, you know, type here. The Australian Automatic Arms SAR. The Automat Kalishnikov type semi-automatic fire. Well, that's cute. Automat Kalishnikov. And it's A-V-T-O-M-A-T Kalishnikov. So I didn't know we had to speak Russian to obey New Jersey gun law, but apparently you have to. And if you do speak Russian, then you know that Otovmat means automatic. Tell me what an automatic semi-automatic is, please. Well, it's banned. A Beretta AR-70 and a BM-59, semi-automatic firearms. A Bushmaster assault rifle, which keep in mind is not a Bushmaster XM. The Bushmaster assault rifle was a specifically made firearm called an assault rifle by Bushmaster, but there it is. A Coleco M900, assault carbine, and M900. Really? Okay, so it's an M900 assault carbine and the M900. Okay, wanted to be clear on that. A Setmay G3. Well, gee, the Setmay G3 didn't say semi-automatic fire, so they're talking about the Select Fire G3. It's already prohibited as a machine gun. I mean, they add semi-automatic fire to a number of these, and then a number of them they don't. I mean, get your act together. Charter Industries of Singapore, SR-88 type. Ever seen one in the wild? Pretty rare. Colt AR-15. And a CAR-15, of course, the CAR-15 series. Oh, that's just a series, you see, folks. That's not a semi-automatic firearm or a type. It's a series. 
How nice. A Daewoo K-1, K-2, Max-1, and Max-2, and AR-100 types. A Demro TAC-1 carbine type, an NCOM MP-9, and MP-45 carbine type. A FAMAS MAS-223 type, an FN FAL, an FN LAR, or an FN FNC type semi-automatic firearms. There they threw in type and semi-automatic firearm. A Franke Spaz-12, and Law-12 shotgun. A G3SA type, a Galil type, a Heckler and Coke, HK-91, HK-93, HK-94, MP-5, and PSG-1. An Intratech Tech-9, and 22, semi-automatic firearm. Really? Did they mean Tech-22? Just no, and a 22. I mean, okay. And the M1 carbine type, you know, the dreaded M1 carbine that is one of the finest collectible guns of World War II that the DCM would sell direct to your door at one time for, you know, around 15 bucks for civilian marksmanship. You know, that gun? Yeah. Assault firearm. M14S type. No, notice it doesn't say M1A. M14S type is what it says. A Mac 10, a Mac 11, and a Mac 11 9mm carbine type firearm. Oh, that's a 9mm. They put the caliber. It's a type, but it's not a semi auto but it's a firearm. How nice. Again, they're so consistent. PJK M68 carbine type. Seen lots of them out in the wild. Plainfield Machine Company carbine. Well, that's... Uh, that's actually like an M1 carbine, except made in New Jersey. How nice. A Ruger K Mini 14 slash 5F and Mini 14 slash 5RF. Very important nomenclature there, folks. The F. That F is a really great F. It doesn't mean what we usually think F means. It means... Folding, the folding stock mini. That's why the straight stock mini is legal in Jersey, because only the folding stock is a named gun. And I did the case on that. It was State v. Rose. It established the straight stock mini as Jersey legal, distinguishing it from its definition that I just read you. A SIG AMT, a SIG 550 SP, a SIG 551 SP, a SIG PE-57 types, SKS with detachable magazine type, okay, with detachable magazine. That's not the fixed 10 round. That's hinged. It's not detachable. That's the relatively hard to find. SKS that used AK mags, that they only made for a couple of years, or... If you convert your SKS by taking it apart, removing the fixed magazine, and letting it accept those duckbill bags, then you could have a problem there.
a Spectre auto carbine. Is that like a thing like James Bond's enemy would use? I don't know. Springfield Armory BM-59 and a SAR-48 type. Hey, I thought they mentioned the Beretta BM-59. They did. But now they covered Springfield BM-59. Why not just say BM-59s? No, 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 no. We're brand distinguishing now. Twice. How nice. Sterling MK6 and MK7 and SAR types. Well, we talked about SARS already, but no no point. Let's just repeat it again. We're saying types. Steyr AUG, semi-automatic firearms. USA-12, semi-automatic type shotgun. Uzi type semi-automatic firearms. Well, Uzi come, Uzi go, as they say. Valmet M62, M71S, M76, or the M78 type semi-automatic firearms. And the Weaver Nighthawk. Can't forget that Weaver Nighthawk. Okay, so there's your list. And that's just the first part of the definition. Just the first part. The second part says, any firearm manufactured under any designation which is substantially identical to any of the firearms listed above. What the hell? Substantially identical? First of all, those guns listed is a list of just arbitrarily picked guns and ridiculousness. But now it has to be, quote, substantially identical. What, what great wordsmith came up with that? Substantial means almost Identical means exact. What the hell does almost exact mean? That doesn't make any sense. That's like being, what, a little bit pregnant? I mean, what? Well, that's called vague. It's, in fact, unconstitutionally vague. And I won a case on that very argument, State v. Merrill. And in Merrill, I had the law declared unconstitutional for vagueness, void for vagueness, folks. And that was then challenged by a state gun group. And we have the Coalition versus Whitman case and Coalition versus Florio case. And what you have in these cases, particularly, is a challenge to the semi automatic definitional part as it relates to substantially identical, in which the Attorney General issued the 1996 Attorney General opinion in the federal civil challenge to save the statute from being declared utterly unconstitutional and void for vagueness. The case that I won involved an MAK-90, which they claimed was substantially identical to an automatic Kalishnikov-type semi-automatic firearm. And... Judge, the late Judge Farron, great judge, said, this is absurd. How can anyone know this? How can anyone even understand this? It's so vague. And found that the MAK was not covered. The MAK-90, by the law, declared it unconstitutional. But that only applied to that one case I had in criminal court where I saved my client from being imprisoned for years 
in New Jersey by winning the constitutional argument. And that is what gave the incentive to bring that federal challenge. And that's where the attorney general opinion came out that we've been living under ever since. Now, after the break, I'm going to explain the attorney general opinion and the rest of the definition of assault firearms so you can have a full understanding. Something you've really never heard before. Anyone actually explaining every part of this absurd definition of guns based on strictly emotions and foolishness that has made thousands and thousands of New Jerseyans suffer in terms of loss of liberty, loss of their freedom, destruction of their careers, turning them into felons, imprisoning them, and destroying their hopes and dreams and accomplishing nothing having to do with the prevention of crime. And in this fight against the assault firearm law, we have the State Association, the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. Now, the State Association is battling, as we speak, in federal court, challenging under Second Amendment grounds, using the hammer given to us by the Bruin decision and our and the, the hero of the Second Amendment who wrote the majority opinion, Justice Thomas. And I am very optimistic that we may finally see the demise of this piece of crap. But it's still a fight, and it's going to be ongoing. We should see some action, some results, some things happening relatively soon. And it will eventually die a well-deserved death, I'm confident. But we need your help. The association needs your help. You need to become a member, if you're not, of the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, anjrpc.org. Please join today. You'll reap all the benefits of membership. You'll get those email alerts, that finest newsletter in the state. You'll know that you are part of the solution. So join anjrpc.org today. And... If you are looking for a great place to shoot, there is none better than We Shoot in Lakewood, New Jersey. We Shoot is an indoor pistol range. They are a top-of-the-line facility, so conveniently located right in Lakewood, right off the parkway. You live in Monmouth, Ocean County, etc. Easy to get to. They treat you like family. They are a wonderful, wonderful range. They have great training programs. They have all kinds of various fun events. They have an excellent pro shop. They can set you up soup to nuts with everything you need from your gun, your rig, your training, and your ability to practice in a wonderful, safe, great, fun environment. Check out We Shoot in Lakewood. That's where I got my certification for my carry, my brother, my son and so many others that are friends and listeners. And everybody raves about We Shoot. We're lucky to have such a great resource as We Shoot. You can check them out on the web at we shoot 
usa.com. They have fantastic photography, top-of-the-line photography. They really pride themselves on that, too. And uh, you'll be glad you did. And now is when I'm going to shamelessly plug my book, New Jersey Gun Law, which is the Bible of New Jersey gun law, and in fact explains what I'm telling you about today, about assault firearms, because it's hard to remember all this stuff. So you can always go to that book, look up assault firearms, read it, I put it all in a question and answer format. As a matter of fact, I put 120 topics in question and answer format. That's why the book's over 500 pages. The book is a weapon in and of itself. You get somebody in the head with it. Now, don't do that, of course. You'll ruin the book. You don't want to ruin the book. But um, it is absolutely a resource designed for you to be user-friendly. It's my labor of love. It's in the 25th anniversary edition. And when you get the book, make sure you scan the QR code on the front cover and you get free. How many things are free other than Gun Lawyer Podcast and this fantastic subscriber database that you can become a part of for free? And what it does is it gives you all the updates. Your book is not going to get out of date as long as you're subscribed. I'm letting you know the changes, the updates, as soon as it happens. And things are always breaking and changing in Jersey. So you want to be up to date on court decisions, on law changes, on attorney general rulings, you name it. And you'll have access to all the archives of any of the other updates that we've done. So... You want to get a copy of this book? If you don't have it, boy, you need it. Go to evannappen.com. That's right. That's my website, evannappen.com. Now, we're talking about substantially identical and how we ended up with the attorney general opinion that most people think of as like the sole defining source for assault farm, but it's not. That opinion simply dealt with the application of part two. So if you happen to have a gun that is named on the list, then you're just done. You don't have to go to part two. So if you have an M1 carbine, even if it seems to be Jersey compliant, which I'm going to explain to you, even if it seems to be in full compliance with the attorney general, it doesn't matter. It's an M1 carbine. It's named that. And therefore, it is prohibited in and of itself. But if you have a gun that doesn't exactly have the name of one of those guns on the list, then the question becomes, is it substantially identical to a gun on the list? And what the Attorney General did was promulgate the guidelines to salvage the unconstitutional vagueness challenge and they succeeded in doing that and we've lived with this and what the attorney general basically did was take the 1994 federal assault weapon law and take that definition and say that's what substantially identical means and then created essentially made law by just signing a, these guidelines, creating a feature-specific test that doesn't exist in the statutes 
as to what gun would qualify as substantially identical. And how does that get calculated? Well, first of all, it has to be a semi-automatic firearm, okay? And it has to meet the following criteria. It has to be a semi-automatic rifle that has the ability to accept a detachable magazine and has at least two of the following, okay? So we the beginning point is, okay, that it, it has to be identical in all material respects to a named assault weapon, and then it has to meet the following. So you hear that? It has to be identical to all material respects to a named assault weapon, and then meet the following. Now, first of all, we don't have assault weapons. We have assault firearms. What are they even talking about? Again, great, phenomenal wordsmithing here. Okay, Let's assume that they're talking about it has to, in all material respects, be identical to a gun named on the list that we just went over. Okay, But, geez, how about getting your act together? Why does that matter, right? It's only people's rights and freedom and facing massive prison and having their lives destroyed. Why do we have to get it right? But anyway, so first we have to have that identified, and the state's going to have to do that. And they seem to conveniently skip that. Every time they say, oh, well, this has a compliant feature, it doesn't have. What gun are you talking about first? First ID the firearm on the list that is identical in all material respects to what you're claiming is now an assault weapon or more properly an assault firearm. And then it has to meet the following, and that is what? Has to have the has to be a semi-automatic rifle. It has to take a detachable magazine and then have at least two of any of the following features. Two. If it has one, you're still okay. If it has more than one, then it's not okay. Then it's prohibited. And what are these so-called offending features? One, a folding or telescoping stock. Two, a pistol grip that protrudes conspicuously beneath the action of the weapon. Three, a bayonet mount. Oh, yeah, those bayonet mounts, man. That's because all the drive-by bayonettings. We better ban them. Four, a flash suppressor or a threaded barrel designed to accommodate a flash suppressor. And finally, a grenade launcher. I don't want any of you going out grenade launching this weekend, okay? Don't go doing that. Jersey would have a problem with it. So if you have any two or more of those and your gun can be identical in all material respects to a named assault weapon and it's a semi-automatic rifle and it takes a detachable magazine then by way of these guidelines you have a prohibited firearm under jersey law now the offending features themselves that list that I just gave you, 
those features by themselves are not per se illegal. It's only if you have them in combination on that firearm that meets the criteria. The, the first steps of being identical material specs, a named gun on the list, and semi-automatic rifle, and takes a detachable magazine, and then you have those features in that combination. Then you have a problem gun, but the features themselves are not illegal in and of themselves. Now, that's just part two explained of assault firearm definition. Part three says a semi-automatic rifle with a fixed magazine capacity exceeding 10 rounds. However, an assault firearm shall not include a semi-automatic rifle which has an attached tubular device which is capable of operating only with 22 caliber rimfire ammunition. That's because for the longest time, New Jersey turned the classic 22 tube-fed rifle like a Marlin Model 60 or a Remington 552 into an assault firearm, prosecuting law-abiding citizens for having the classic rabbit gun. And they took so much heat, a lot of it from me, frankly, I'm proud to say, that amazingly, they changed the law to no longer include uh, those uh, 22s because it's such an embarrassment. The whole law is an embarrassment. That was just untenable, I guess, for them at that point. But keep in mind, folks, the tube-fed 22 is exempted, but not a tube-fed 17 rimfire, for example. Only 22s that are tube-fed and semi-auto. So if you have a detached mag that's semi-auto and any other caliber, that's, a, that's a, 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 an attached tubular mag, then it's still prohibited if it's on a semi-automatic rifle. And then finally, uh, actually I skipped one. Uh, I skipped the semi-automatic shotgun with either a magazine capacity exceeding six rounds a pistol grip or a folding stock. So if you have a semi-automatic shotgun and it has only one of those features, it's an assault firearm. And of course, going back to the attorney general opinion, they talk about semi-automatic shotguns. And what do they say? They say a semi-automatic shotgun that has at least two of the following features. This is back to the guidelines. A folding or telescoping stock a pistol grip that protrudes conspicuously beneath the action of the weapon, a fixed magazine capacity in excess of five rounds, and an ability to accept a detachable magazine. Well, that's garbage because the law says you can have six rounds, but you're only allowed one feature, but the guidelines are claiming two. They had no clue what they even did. They, they contradicted themselves when they put this out. They're such morons. And it adds more confusion and more misunderstanding that we have to live under and face charges under and seeing people destroyed over. And then finally, the last part of this wonderful piece of uh, legislation here, a part or combination of parts 
designed or intended to convert a firearm into an assault firearm. So now they're defining assault firearm by way of the definition itself, which is never helpful, or any combination of parts from which an assault firearm may be readily assembled if those parts are in possession or under the control of the same person. Well, you can kind of take from that that if you have some of those other offending features hanging out, and those guns could be readily assembled using those parts to make non-compliant Jersey guns that meet all the other criteria, then you could have yourself a problem under the part or parts definition of assault firearm under the complex, absurd, contradictory, five-part definition and guidelines of assault firearm under New Jersey law. As you can see, this is a law that I battle on a regular basis with case after case. The penalty for possessing an assault firearm in Jersey is up to 10 years in state's prison, but even worse, it carries 42 months, three and a half years, minimum mandatory prison. So that if you're convicted of possession of an assault firearm, the very best sentence a judge could give you, no matter what a great person you are, you could be Mother Teresa, it doesn't matter. The judge has to impose at least three and a half years before you can even see the light of day. You will do every day of three and a half years as a minimum component of your sentence. And on top of that, Jersey has the audacity to make possession of an assault firearm, as we've talked about in the past, part of the gun owner gulag, where they raise it up to the level of how they treat murderers and lifers when it comes to releasing anyone charged with such an offense, and they want to hold you in the gulag, convicted of nothing, under this absurd definition, which is so misunderstood. New Jersey's assault farm law is a travesty, a travesty that has caused uncountable, an uncountable amount of harm. I don't want to see any of you fall into this matrix, this trap. Be careful. Make sure you err on the side of caution until this thing gets killed by the courts. And I'm confident that the Second Amendment, which has now been empowered, which has just been given enormous strength to finally go at these absurdities and outrages that the anti-gunners have placed upon us will finally succeed for us. But you can't depend on that, and you sure don't want to wait for that. So you don't want to become a victim of New Jersey gun laws because those folks, they end up traumatized for life. These are the things they never talk about, the anti-gun side, about how they're rotten, Gun laws destroy good people. But I've been practicing gun law now for over 35 years, and I have seen what it does. It is a harm. It is something that 
creates absolute misery and it is done intentionally by the government to go after us. You better believe it. Speaking of not becoming victims, I want to tell you this week's GoFu. That's right, the gun owner fuck-up of the week. And we learn from GoFus. GoFus are cheap lessons for all of us. And let me tell you about this one, folks. If you witness some property crime taking place, let's say from the window of your home, don't go running outside of your home with your gun in your hand to try to stop that property crime. Because first of all, you now have a multitude of issues. You can be charged for improper display of your firearm. You could be charged with aggravated assault for pointing your firearm. You could, God forbid, if you shoot somebody on a mere property crime, you're going to have a world of trouble. Okay. Unfortunately, as much as we'd like to stop crime, as much as watching individuals committing property crimes, whether it's car theft or you know vandalism or anything like that, you cannot take your weapon, your firearm, and use it as a magic wand, as we've talked about before. But this particular incident, it, it, it would infuriate any average person. But what you must do is stay in your home and call the police. Do not engage. Do not leave your home. Do not display your gun and be a crime fighter hero. No, 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 no. You can end up jammed up, losing your rights. The system will disfavor you. The system would rather charge you than go after the criminals out there destroying our property, destroying our safety and stealing from us. No, 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 no. They'd rather get the gun owner. So don't do a go-fu and end up jeopardizing yourself. Your firearm should stay, if you have a carry permit, loaded and concealed on your person. You need to properly have it in that manner. You should not be drawing your firearm unless you are justified to use it. If you're not justified in the use of it, keep it concealed in your holster. If you're in your home, don't go running out of your house with your gun, no matter how justified you may think you are to stop a property crime. This is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. 
reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.